Welcome everybody to the Tea with Miss McGill show, episode 50. It is Puka. It is a star show. Reed Larson. We had some recent subscribers. I wanted to give a shout out to Ryan Mernani, Deb Skelly, Nick Keys. So please be just like these folks. Hit the subscribe button right now because we're hitting the home stretch of the season here real quick and you're not going to want to miss a single second of the Tea with Miss McGill show. So like I said, episode 50, uh, just uh, I guess I'll start out here. Just, you know, thank you. It's been great working with you. I'm having a lot of fun and uh, yeah, kind of a, kind of a mini milestone. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's been fun. It's we're on year three of doing this and uh, it's, it's, it's fun talking about it day in and day out when we get a chance to talk about high school hockey, even in throwing in the miscellaneous world juniors conversation, talking about other things like Ovechkin, who is, breaking records, breaking Gretzky's records and continuing to do that. It's just fun to talk hockey. Obviously our main focus is high school hockey, but we we throw some other things in there too. But yeah, milestone, 50 episodes and climbing. Yeah, and climbing. Yeah, so like I said, make sure you subscribe so you catch the next 50. And for those of you that are new, when the high school season ends, we go into an interview format through the summer months. We always get some really good guests. So if you like, if you're a newer subscriber, go back to the summer months, uh, twenty. 22 and 2021 you can catch some of the interviews mike antonovich who else have we had todd roll out roll out brian purpich as a ref um you know we've had bliss littler yep. you know bliss is a junior coach so go back and check drew out those. yeah drew yeah yeah hobie baker winner 2013 so um some good ones on there all right speaking of the world juniors we're gonna start at the top of the show tonight we talked a little bit last week about the world juniors and we talked about kind of how busy it is that time of year and so it got me thinking during the week for those of you my age older, you probably remember the Canada Cup that used to be held. I think it was every six years. I don't even think it was four, but I think it was every six. Uh, you know, pretty big deal up in Canada. Then they changed it at some point to the World Cup of Hockey. And then I think it kind of went away as NHL players started uh, playing in the Olympics. I believe the first one there was 1998. But that was a great watch. Uh, you can see some highlights of the, like Lemieux and Gretzky playing with each other. And that was always held in September, coming off of summer, might have even started even right around Labor Day. Maybe maybe it was Labor Day or the day after, maybe just before, but it was always a fall thing. And so I was just going to get your opinion, Reed. Just Like you said, holidays, World Juniors, so much going on. Plus, they're in the middle of their own seasons. You know, some right. guys are missing college games. Some guys are missing pro games. Some guys are missing major junior games if they're up in Canada playing. Um, what's your opinion on maybe changing that to the fall before things really jump into gear for these guys. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, there's there is a lot of hockey going on in January in December and you know, you've got high school hockey for, you know, people around the country that are watching, you got junior and midget hockey that's going around that's going on around, there's college hockey going on. It's tough because to be honest with you, I think we said this last week when we we're talking about it, I really don't a lot of the Canadians that I played college hockey with, they always get into the World okay, Cup. Right. And, yeah. and, and I never did. I never cared that much about the World Cup because there was so much other good hockey going on that yep. was closer to home for me. Yeah, it would be great to play for Team USA. But whenever I thought of Team USA, I'm thinking about playing the Olympics. I'm thinking right. that's Team USA. It's like, okay, well. So I never got into the World Cup because it just seemed like there was so much other hockey for me to watch. Um, but but you bring up a really good point. It's uh, you know these these guys take off if they're junior junior age players. They're you know fr- freshman sophomore year in college. 
they're missing out on, you know, a month of their college season. And it's tough. They're they're gone from their team. Their team scramble. I know St. Cloud State had to scramble there for a little bit because they didn't have Jack Peart. You know, they've other teams are doing the same thing. Gophers are doing the same thing. North Dakota's doing the same thing. You know, everybody's missing a player or two. So good question. I guess I really don't know. Would you move it to September? Uh maybe. But I, I guess I don't think, and, and I'm a hockey guy, but I also love football. So I'm not uh, really yeah, thinking hockey true. in September. That's true. I'm not. I'm thinking football. I'm thinking I'm watching the Vikings. I'm watching, you know, whatever college football is going on too. So I like I like them, but to me, I don't know. I guess I'm half and half on it. Yeah, move it to a different time frame. But I don't know about September. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's interesting because, like I said, back in the day, I remember it in the 80s, early 90s. I think the last time the Canada Cup was playing was like in 91. Is For some reason, I think it was the fall of 91. Some of you, if you look that up or if you know, please comment. We appreciate that. But back then, well, well we just talked about this, my brother and I. It seems in the pro football or in the football range or professional sports ranks, football's here now, remember? Yeah. And now we came to an era when Michael Jordan played basketball. I think at that time, basketball yeah, oh, yeah and then football you know but now football is not only is football here i think the gap has never been bigger as as far as what major professional sports league is is the most popular and i would say the nfl especially with the gambling and stuff like they're so far ahead so that is a potential issue that i hadn't thought of because and i even know that the nhl has struggled with this a little bit you know thinking how many times do we schedule on Monday night? How many games are we going to have on Sundays in the fall, you know, while football is going? And plus, right. like you said, then there's the whole college factor, Yeah. Um, you know, especially when you get south of the Mason-Dixon line. I mean, everybody goes to a, a college football game. But um, anyway, we wanted to get your comments, too. So please feel free to comment. I said, I haven't caught a World Junior game. I caught one when Prunovich played a few years ago. Um, other than that, like I said, it's such a busy time. It's, you know, there's lots of hockey going on. Plus there's just lots of life going on between the holidays. You know, you got your Christmas, obviously New Year's, just so much going on. There's celebrations, parties, yeah. different things. Um, kids well, we had a little stake in it, right? It was right. fun for us to watch it with Grand Rapids High School because we could watch Jack Pierre, you know, and it was pretty cool for Minnesota people to to kick back and watch World Juniors. You got, you know, a number of Minnesota kids in there too. You know, you got Luke Middlestead, you got Jack Peart, you got... Uh, Jackson Blake, uh, you know, all these guys that are playing, it's fun to watch these guys. It's pretty cool when you get a chance to see, you know, the, the 2021 Mr. Hockey winner and uh, 2021 Mr. Hockey candidate yeah. and Luke Middlestead. It's pretty cool to see both those guys in there. And I, in fact, I tweeted, I put that out on my Instagram today. I just kind of put that, saw both those guys. It was kind of neat because the Mr. Hockey Instagram page put that out there. Like, hey, here's some pictures from the bronze game. Those two standing right next to each other, Mr. Hockey and Mr. Hockey candidate for yeah. finalists. Totally awesome. Yeah, I agree. So please uh, throw your comments in there. We'd appreciate that. And hammer the like button if you can right now, too. All right, Aspire Heating and Control. Uh, we've been pumping their tires just a little bit here. Like I said, if you have any issues with your furnace, these are the people to call. Give Justin a call, 999-5957. 218, of course, he's your local Bryant. An official heating and cooling company, or Bryant, excuse me, is the official heating and cooling company of your Minnesota Wild. They specialize in gas, electric, and hydronics. Heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction, residential and commercial installations available. Their services include forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, mini splits. They are, of course, licensed and bonded. So again, Justice is the one you call. Any furnace trouble this winter, make sure you check your furnace filter, by the way, too. That kind of helps. Uh, kind of that type of There you go. Yeah, get your furnace filter changed. I did, too. Uh, so, but give Justin a call, Aspire Heating and Control, 
59-57. All right, so back to some high school hockey, more on the local level. Uh, the big matchup Friday night, 7AA down at the Heritage. Uh, Duluth East Grand Rapids, obviously, with you being a coach uh, with the Rapids squad, not the way you wanted the night to go. No, you know, and it was uh, – it, sometimes we have to remind ourselves as coaches and as a community that these are kids, right? You know, it's – everybody's looking at this matchup going, okay, Grand Rapids won the first matchup between Duluth East and Grand Rapids. This is Section 7 AA matchup. Duluth East just a couple of weeks ago knocked off Andover 5-1 to one or 5 nothing at home. Uh, Duluth East is grinding, playing really good hockey. Uh, and now that matchup, the second matchup between Grand Rapids and Duluth East, and it got pumped up important, yeah. right? Everybody in the community is talking about it. Everybody in the state's talking about it. Uh, you got Youth Hockey Hub promoting it right. because they this was a whole big ordeal. Grand Rapids High School brings the band down. Duluth East has their band there. There's 3,000 fans at the Heritage Center. You got Mike Greenlay and Zach Schneider yeah. calling the game. It's I mean, this is a and it's it's pumped up with so much pressure and such a big deal. And we got to remind our kids that, hey, this it's a it's another game. And right. it's not an it's not an elimination game. It's not the end of the world. Uh, but but I think sometimes the kids put some pressure on themselves and they go in there and and you know, you're going to try to perform with that much pressure on you. Sometimes it's, sometimes you don't get the result that you want. And uh, Rapids did not get the result they wanted. They, they just, it was an off night. And I don't want to get too far into the weeds because I, I care about those guys and I don't want to talk negatively about the guys that care about. They know they didn't play the right way. They know that it wasn't a, a well-played hockey game. Um it, they just didn't, it just wasn't their night. It, sure. All every facet of the game, it wasn't uh, up front, it wasn't on the back end, it wasn't between the pipes. And I think every one of those guys would say that they did not, they did not have a good game. And look, give credit where credit is due. D Duluth East played well, yeah. and they are playing well. Right now, they're coming into, I think they're, I can't remember what their record is now, but they've, they've had a, a tough, front end of their schedule. So they were right around 500 with their, with their record. Okay. Um, and now they're coming into maybe, I don't want to say an easier stretch in their schedule, but not as tough as it was at the front end. Sure. Uh, and Rapids is on the other side of it uh, in our schedule, uh, you know, up to today's date, we're nine and five. Um, and we're probably a, we were probably a little lighter with our schedule on the front end, and now we're hitting uh, a really a really difficult stretch. Uh, there are some games in there that maybe aren't considered teams that are in the top ten, and maybe two or three games down the wire here that aren't in the top ten. Otherwise, the rest of the teams are, if not the top ten, the top five in the state. Yeah. We've got, you know. Gilmer and White Bear. We've got Andover and Wyzetta. We've got Benilde. Uh, we got Moorhead on Saturday. I mean, you're talking. This is a stretch that it it's gonna. The proof's gonna be in the pudding. It's gonna prove who you are. Sure. Uh, so that that is okay for us in, in Rapids. Uh, we need to be playing our best hockey before playoffs. The last thing I think we want is to be have a harder stretch at the beginning and an easier stretch at the end and, and not playing at the top of our game. I, we need to be playing the toughest teams. 
Um, regardless of what the result are of those games, we're playing our best hockey going into the section playoffs. Um, as of right now, uh, because of that win that Duluth East had, they beat Grand Rapids six to zero in that game at the Heritage Center. Um, Duluth East is sniffing at at yeah, the number yeah. one seed. Wait, first time long yeah. time, huh? What yeah. do you think, five, six years? Yeah, it, well, it's been Andover or Grand Rapids that's been the number one seed for the last five or six yeah. years. So um, they're looking at it right now. They knocked Andover off. They they got the split with us winning the second game. Uh, depending on what we do, if we go down uh, in a couple of weeks and knock Andover off in Andover, then it makes it a little bit more interesting when it comes to seeding. Sure. I don't know how people would seed that, but uh, in my opinion, as of right now, we're looking at, uh, depending on how we do with Andover, we're looking at the two or three seed in, in Duluth East is it's there. The number one seed is theirs to lose, to be honest with okay. you, because they've got it. So yeah, that was a tough night at the Heritage Center for, Anybody involved, if you were a fan, it was probably frustrating. If you were a parent, it was probably frustrating. And certainly if you were a player or a coach, it was frustrating. But again, re remind yourself, I do this on a daily basis. I know Coach Chido does as well, too. Uh, we, we remind ourselves that these are kids, yeah. right? And, and we love them and we we expect their to, to to compete and to play with pride of the crest that they're wearing on the front of their jersey but at the end of the day sometimes you have an off night and it was an off night yeah sure and pressure is pressure it's a real thing like we're adults yeah. we know that pressure is pressure that's why every every watches the NFL games they go for the extra point with 10 seconds oh, to go sure. time out for the other team you oh, know, let them sure. think about it a little bit more pressure is a real thing well, yeah, and when you think about pressures, we we have this conversation a lot, and this is something that we talk about with our kids. That you know, you you might feel the pressure in this big game to win. Or the community maybe you feel the pressure the community putting on you to win and to be the best, and maybe parents are putting pressure on you to do the best you can. You're putting, but ultimately you're putting pressure on yourself as an athlete. And we always remind our our kids that hockey's not pressure. It isn't. It's fun. It's supposed, fun. it's supposed to be fun. What pressure is, is, is when you're an adult and you have to figure out you, let's say you lost your job or you got laid off and you got to figure out how to put food on the table for a family of five or six. That's pressure. That's, pressure. That's right. Yeah. Or somebody's sick with an illness and you're grinding it out, try to take care of that family member because they're sick and you're trying to juggle work and kids and this and that that's pressure hockey's fun yeah exactly well and then so bottom line the environment though like i said great crowd great you know like i said the bands they even did the bands yeah. together for the national anthem they said you know a nice uh statewide broadcast well i guess worldwide broadcast on youtube but, uh, you know kind of honed in on minnesota here but the, you know, the whole environment for you know we got to remember like i said this is high school hockey i mean to get three thousand people in a building in a nice broadcast with a you know an nhl announcer coming in that that's pretty dang cool yeah, absolutely you know? so all right in the quad cities or if you're going to the Quad Cities, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill is the place to go for food, drink, and fun. Uh, just down from the Hockey Hall of Fame, so it's right on Highway 53. Uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, full bar, full menu, Friday fish fry, as always, plus daily specials. Uh, it's a real cool hockey-themed establishment. We've touched on that just a little bit before. So the Ring Sports Bar and Grill is where it's at over there. You can order online at the Ring Sports Bar and Grill or order in advance by calling 248-8582. They'll have it all ready for you. Just go and pick it up. Uh, Michelle's the owner there. She'll take really good care of you. So the Ring Sports Bar and Grill is where you go the next time you are in or around the Quad Cities. All right. 
take another turn here. We're all over the place on, on, on this show. That's good. So uh, we kind of look at sports in general, especially on the professional level. Uh, analytics is a word that I would say 10 years ago in association with sports was probably rarely used or never used. But of course, in the last 10 years, especially in the last you know four or five years, this term analytics has really advanced as far as honing in on different parts of different sports leagues and different sports. Uh, so we're going to talk just a little bit tonight about uh, penalty kills, power plays, percenters. Obviously, we got a veteran coach here. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit. I've got some numbers here. Um, so, you know, as far as stats, let's, what can we start with? We'll start with power plays. So obviously, spent many years behind the bench. You, as a coach, where do you want your your team to be, I guess, percentage-wise on a, on a power play, roughly? Well, I guess when I look at the special teams, I kind of look at special teams as a whole. And I think a lot of people will look at, okay, if if we're scoring goals and we're an offensive team, then our, then our power play has to be at X amount. Uh, and I think of power play and the penalty kill together and as a unit between the two, how are we doing? Um, first and foremost, I mean – I like that you asked the question about power play. I've always been kind of a defensive guy first. So I'm always thinking, okay, we got to, I'm thinking about goaltending. I'm thinking about penalty kill. And then I worry about the power play next. It's probably backwards. I don't know. I'm, I've, I've never <laughs> been in championships. That's I've never say, been right? an offensive guy in my entire playing career and a coaching career. I've always worked from the net out. So I think a defense first. And then, so then I'm thinking penalty kill first, but if we, you ask the question about power, play a good high school hockey program if you if you have a an outstanding power play in a high school level you're 35 percent or better on the power play um and that there's a lot of things that come into play um that's outstanding it, now if your high school program that's at 35 percent or higher on the power play you got guys that are scoring 45 and 50 points okay uh so well let me tell you Warroad as of right now, 38.1. They're undefeated, by the way. They're 12 and 0. Yeah. And they're going to have, and I guess Shaga, but he was going to have 50 yeah. points, you know, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So that's 38. I mean, there's just the, that's outstanding. Okay. Now you take a, you take a look at a team like Hermantown, off and on the last couple of years, they've been anywhere between 35 and 45%. Okay. That's, it's unheard of, that's but that's a team that's extremely offensive. And they had guys on their team last year. Uh, like the Plant Brothers, who both have sixty some points apiece, yeah. so th that's outstanding. Okay, now if you're looking at a team that is offensive, they score points, but now you're between twenty five and thirty percent. That that's still good. Okay. I, I would take that twenty five and thirty percent. I'd take that. Um, you're you're struggling if you're below twenty. If you're in the teens, you're really struggling if you're ten. Okay. Yeah, because so, we've got, I just picked up some here. So Denfeld, about 25%. Not bad. Rock Ridge, 21. Okay. Cloquet, 33. Yeah. And Hibbing, 37.1. And, so, and you know what? Those two power play units that you just mentioned there, Cloquet, 33. Cloquet is a team that just motors. They work hard. You said that. Yeah. It, and they... They, unrelenting yeah okay. they just they're on loose pucks all the time uh they're constantly supporting each other by one guy on the puck and another guy making sure it is in a position to get it uh they've got a defenseman that's lights out on on the back end with carson yeah. young so they got the ability to to crank that up now granted i don't know that their schedule is as good as some of the other teams in section seven double a right. 
but but they work hard. Uh, Hibbing has been lights out this year, and we'll talk about some seeding th things with 7A here in a couple minutes. They're staring down the barrel right now of number two seed second to the best second best team in the state, which is Hermantown. So uh, these are teams that got some some pretty pretty good things going on right now. And there's some some good kids like the Frider kid right now and the Fawcett kid right now that are putting pucks in the net for Hibbing, and they're pretty excited about that. And guess what? For those that are excited about Hibbing. If you think that things are going good this year, stick around because they got a group coming through Bantams right now. That's lights out. Yeah. They got another group coming through Peewees. That's lights out. And if everybody decides that they're going to stay home and be a hitting blue jacket, you're going to see some interesting things happen in the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what do you like on the, on the penalty kill? Well, do, do we have a number? I know you were talking about meshing the numbers, but do you have kind of a number in your mind? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I, lots of times when I kind of take a peek at the penalty kill, uh, you you have to look at the penalty kill percentage and at the same time look at the percentage of your goalie save percentage. Mm, there you go. Okay, so if if your goalie's save percentage isn't 90% or better, you're there's a really rare occasion that your penalty kill is going to be 80%. It's going to be 80 less than 80% if your goalie is not 90%. Sure. And and the point that I'm making right now is that your best penalty killer on your team has to be your goalie. Makes sense. hundred percent. And, and so th there's just examples that are out there. If your goalie is a 93%, like a 0.93 save percentage, there's a really good chance that your power play is over 90%. Okay. Or excuse me, your penalty, penalty kill yeah. is over 90%. Yeah. Um if you are, like I said, if your goalie is in the 80s when it comes to like 0.88 or 0.85 with a save percentage, then they're probably high 80s percentage for their penalty kill, which is okay. It's that's not bad. But if they're if they're struggling uh with the goalie struggling with his save percentage, he's not in the high 80s, he's the mid-80s, they're probably in the 70s when it mm -hmm. comes to their penalty kill. And that's that's not very good. So I, I would say for an outstanding penalty kill for, for a high school hockey team is 90% or higher. That's outstanding. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, we've talked about uh Warroad on the front on the power play, penalty kill 96.1%. Yeah. And they've got one of the best goalies in the They've got yeah, that'll be a guy that's standing at the end of the year when it comes to who's gonna be the who's got the award for uh, Frank, the Frank Brimsack yeah. award. He'll be standing there. He'll be one of them. That's at the, at the end of the year. And that's hammer. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And then we got some, you know, some teams up to all Grand Rapids, 88, Yep. 88.5. Okay. 88.6. Well, remember they were hundred percent for a while. They were, they were. Yep. So, so hanging around there, 88.6 rock Ridge, 88.1. I threw the cake eaters in here. You dine at 87.5 and even Denfield at 86%. So, yeah. you know, in that high eighties, and pretty, I can speak for our I can speak for our penalty kill up until just yesterday. We just played a game yesterday and there was a a, a power play goal scored against our penalty kill yesterday. Uh it was on a five on three. They scored. Um that was the first five on three, I think, penalty kill that we've had all year long, except for maybe just a couple seconds of it and it expires and then it's five on four. But they scored on a five on three, and that's uh up until that point. We were above 90%. Well, Miles Gunderson's save percentage is like a 92 um, 
high 92 into the 93s. So you can see why for most of the time we've been above 90% on the penalty kill because Miles has been lights out all year long. Sure. Now, he's not the only reason. We're fairly good defensively. And on the back end, we've got you know, four or five pretty good, really good defensemen. And we've got some aggressive forwards on the penalty kill and, and we do a nice job. So that that's kind of the key behind that. But, you know, as a cohesion between the two, you, you know, when you combine the special teams, if your power play percentage added with your penalty kill percentage, and some people like to say if the two together is over 100, that's good. At high school hockey, it should be 110 or higher okay. between the two. So your power play percentage plus, plus your, penalty. your penalty kill percentage is over 110, then that's pretty good. Okay. At the end of the day, if you're 90% on the power play and you're 20% on the penalty kill, then you're doing okay with your special teams. Okay. Well, okay. well, so there's the guy there. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I kind of wanted to dig into that. I was able to find some stats. So that's really cool. So thanks for that. All right. If you drop by yet, Iron Ranger Apparel, Thunderbird Mall, ODR swag. Look at Iron Ranger Apparel, ODR hats. So hats, caps, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, jerseys, the whole deal. Um, you know, the gift buyers paradise, what I call it, of course. So that's the place to go shopping. We need to get mom something. We need to get dad something. You need to get a, a junior something. You need to get a baby Maggie something. You even have onesies. I bought a, I bought a onesie for a, a buddy. What about my dog? Puppy? I bet you they have dog colors. I'd have okay. to look. Yeah. Okay. So coasters, all kinds of Minnesota themed stuff. So like, so if you like all that, all that knickknacky stuff, like paddles and stuff of Minnesota, they got all kinds of, of uh, knickknacks and stuff with, you know, the state of Minnesota on it or, or all kinds of slogans. So that, like I said, it's the gift gift buyers paradise. Iron Ridge Apparel in the Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. So they said, go pay him a visit and tell him we sent you. All right. So let's do some previewing here. So like you said, schedule's not getting any easier. So you guys are on the bus headed west to Spudville this weekend. Spudville. Yeah. Kind of the, uh, it's kind of a weird situation. It doesn't always happen this way every year when we're scheduling, but normally when you make those three and a half, four hour road trips, it's usually for a weekend swing. Yeah. You know, it's usually a Friday game close by with somebody and a Saturday game. Well, we didn't get it set up this, this year to be able to do two and swing, spend the night and get, you know, get the next one to come back. So it's, uh, it's a practice Friday, jump on the bus in the morning on Saturday, take the three and a half hour trip to Moorhead, four o'clock afternoon varsity game and, and head back. And it's uh, it's against a, a spud team right now. That is at the moment, six and six. They tomorrow will play St. Cloud high school, the combination between tech and Apollo, uh, that co-op, the crunch or whatever they call them. Is that like a, really? Is that what don't okay. even get me started. Uh, well, like uh, Alabama, Burnsville. I mean, there's all this stuff we can't keep track. So there's the St. Cloud crunch or whatever they're calling themselves. Uh, I think Moorhead's probably going to walk out of that scenario, seven and six. Uh, and then, you know, the Thunderhawks come to town who are nine and five, and it, it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Moorhead has had their ups and downs this season. They've beat a couple of teams and they've, been close and lost to a couple of teams. So th that should be a good matchup for the Thunderhawks going out West. Uh, normally when, when Grand Rapids makes the trip out there, it's they play at the, at the rink that Concordia college plays at for whatever reason, scheduling didn't work out this time. The, the game is actually at the Cullen youth center. Okay. Uh, so we'll be playing at that rink. I think Concordia, the Cobbers are playing somebody at home oh, sure. Friday, Saturday this weekend. So that, 
that's the way she's going to, that's the way the cookie crumbles this way. But uh, that should be a great matchup. Two teams that have had kind of their ups and downs right now. Moorhead is kicking right at 500 with their record. Grand Rapids just a little bit over 500 right now. That should be a heck of a matchup and a great challenge for the Thunderhawks on the road. Yeah. So two years ago when I was there, I was trying to log in. I think I found it. I think they have something called Spud TV, Spud.TV yep. or something yep. like that. If someone knows, please comment. So, uh, you know, It'll go on our feed, obviously, then everyone can see and can kind of catch the game. So if you're looking around, it's spud or spuds.tv. Uh, they play a lot of uh, the high school sports out there. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm assuming it's run by the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure it's a class. I, I don't 100% know, but I, I would make a guess that it's probably a class that's run through Moorhead High School that they run that spud TV in, in kids. And there's an advisor that probably supervises it. Yeah, on YouTube. Right? Yep. Right, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so if you're trying to catch a game, look for it. Like I said, if you do find it or if you know already, please comment. We'd appreciate that. All right, we alluded to the big Section 7A matchup coming up Tuesday next week. I don't even know if it's in Hibbing or in Hermantown, but yeah, the potentially the number one seed and the number two seed Hibbing and Hermantown will clash. Um, obviously, you know, Hermantown's the 800 pound gorilla, um, but nevertheless, that's why you play the game. I guess you just never know, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's going to be, uh, and actually Hermantown has a game or two just before that too. Tomorrow night, I'm going to be running over to uh, Hermantown to call the game between uh, we, we're doing a my nine game tomorrow night with Hermantown and St. Cloud Cathedral. So oh. we'll have that on my nine and uh, they'll have a game. They've got that game and I'm sure maybe even another one on the weekend before they end up playing Hibbing. So maybe someone could wear Hermantown down <laughs> and Hibbing can have a good crack at the number one seed or the number, uh, the number one team in the state uh, right now, actually, I don't think they're number one. I think right now rating wise, they're number two to world yeah. is undefeated. Right. Right now world's 12 and all. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, well, they've got, you know, they've been getting some good goaltending with Boyer. Uh, they, they, you know, they had a big win last night against Moose Lake Willow river, but uh, yeah, so big matchup. It is at the Hibbing Memorial arena. So Tuesday next week, uh, big section seven, a matchup. So we'll, uh, we'll have all the details on that for you next week when we're back here doing the two with Miss Miguel show. All right. Some scores and more from the week. That was Bemidji five, two over Alex Warroad Rozo last night. Of course, we coming out on top undefeated seven to four Denfeld over the North shore storm for nothing. Greenway won nothing over North shore storm last night at Rukavina arena, rock Ridge over I fall six to one Proctor Don Ely, 10, nothing Stillwater skated past Cole K four to three. Uh, like I said, Hibbing over Moose Lake 15 to two. I just want a uh, quick shout out sophomore Jace Kamsla, first ever high school uh, hat trick. Um, congratulations, buddy. Like I, said, I used to coach him way back in the day. And of course, the Walleye Scotty Dinah update 2 2 tie to Lakeville South. Did you see that one? I did. <laughs> now, Lakeville South, the top five team? Uh, they're in the top 10. They've kind of teetered up and down in and out of that spot. So at Lakeville South is is the program right now. A few years back, 2013, if you remember, the undefeated Lakeville North yeah. team that went all the way through. Since that time frame, uh, a lot of the shift has gone to Lakeville South. So that's kind of the premier program between North, South, Farmington, just, all of those teams that are in the so South. Bad, no. So it's just, you know, it's unbelievable. I mean, but, 2013 was 10 years ago. And now it's also it's like, just, yep. you know, it's, it's just, something else, man. But the, uh, yeah, that that's the, kind of the team to beat in that area. And that's kind of an interesting score. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for episode 50. Like I said, uh, uh, we appreciate everyone that supported us through our first 50 episodes. Uh, we got going on this thing in January of 21. So it's just a little over two years. Or, 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 this week, last week might be the exact 
uh, you know, two-year mark. So we've got 50 done. Um, so like I said, we appreciate everyone that supported us, watchers, of course, all our great sponsors we've had, we have today, the ones we've had previous, we couldn't have done it without you. We appreciate all that. Like I said, Reed, you've done a great job. I appreciate everything. Um, so um, like I said, comment on anything we talked about tonight. Contact us more privately if you want to. Goat Sports Media, LLC at gmail.com. Um, as always, subscribe, hit the uh, hammer, the like button. We'd appreciate that. Merch is always for sale. Um, as a matter of fact, I would deliver a t-shirt after this tonight. Um, again, our partners, the greatest partners you could ask for, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Range Apparel, Aspire Heating Control, and Iron Range Goalie Academy. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, good luck down in Spudville. Have some potatoes while you're there. Uh-huh. Be a lot of orange in the building? A lot of a lot of A lot of orange. <laughs> Speak of that real quick. My son was still playing squirts. He was the 17 year when they won it. Yep. I come to the arena for a nine o'clock square day game. There's four buses, charter buses in the in the parking lot. Square day game, Peewee double A game, Bantam double A game, JV game at like noon, varsity game at two, square day again, play them again. Peewee double A play again, Bantam double A again. Oh, Never seen so much orange in a building at once. That's a beautiful sight. It <laughs> is a beautiful sight. And I'll tell you what, there wasn't a better visual than what I got to experience back in 2017. Grand Rapids wins the state championship. That's at the XL Energy Center a couple of years back in 2017. Yeah. I remember sitting there. I'm up in, uh, I'm up in one of the suites right behind the Grand Rapids bench. Well, or right behind the Grand Rapids net, I shouldn't say behind Zach Stasco. And I just remember looking around the building going, <laughs> look at all this orange. It's never looked so good with 20,000 people in here and everybody's wearing yeah, Everyone was wearing orange. Yeah, it, was, it was a thing of beauty. <laughs> I almost went into cardiac arrest when I was out this way. I bet you did. Stuff, yeah. so, but uh, like Walleye Scott uh, says, he graduated in the 70s. The Halloween machine. Remember the back That's of the right. Place. I love so, it. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah. So anyway, good luck down there. For Reed Larson, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.